Hey folks, welcome back to the Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Ayers. And in this podcast, we want to share mentorship to learn how to hunt, fish, and gather wild food. Our goal is to reduce barriers and create an inclusive and welcoming community for all folks who want to learn how to eat wild. So join us as we share stories, ethics, adventures, and knowledge about a way of life that's rooted in eating wild. Welcome back to the Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan. All right, so I just came off my elk hunt this year, and we'll have some fun podcasting from that trip. Uh, but while we were just ahead of opening day in camp, we got a chance to spend some time with some old friends in our elk camp, um, Stephanie and Jeff Stanhope and their kids. Um, and I've been lucky enough to go and hunt this particular area and stay with the Stanhope crew I think for maybe 20 years now so it's it's kind of it's kind of another one of those places that I sort of call home in my uh good fortune of being able to travel around British Columbia and, and hunt these amazing places and connect with different folks and communities so it's definitely a fun fun time for me to to get sit around the fire and now Stephanie she had a bit of a wreck uh, a few years ago with her horses in a big snowstorm that hit BC in the middle of August. And, and you might have heard, uh, if you listen to our pole bender adventure, we were up in the Cassiars with a crew and trying to hunt caribou and sheep, and we ran into that storm. And there's a pretty fun and epic story um, in our podcast series from a couple years ago. Uh, but Steph was also in that storm, and and it had what I would say, you know, uh, well, a near, uh, very much a, a tragic incident that, um, involved, um, survival and, and, um, it's just an amazing story. And, uh, I hadn't heard the story from Steph directly. I'd heard it sort of secondhand through Jeff and others. And, and, uh, but and knowing that it was quite a traumatic experience for Steph, I, I didn't want to, you know, I was waiting for the opportunity to talk to her about it. And I was just surprised to hear that she was open to talking about this story um, on the podcast and it was something she wanted to do. So, yeah, we had this great opportunity and we get to share it with you. And I think it's one of those stories that everybody should hear just to see how, um, man, how quickly things can go sideways in the mountains and how important it is to be prepared. So I'm very thankful to to still have Steph as a friend and that she was able to come on and talk about this on the podcast. So you'll enjoy it. Um and, uh, you know, speaking of which, if you hadn't, didn't catch our last uh, few podcasts ago, we were talking about uh, first aid for hunters. And this is probably one of those things where you could really take a few notes on that one. If you missed that one with Cam Fenton, you should go back and listen to that if you're in the middle of your hunting season when you hear this. Some good info there to keep you uh, safe in the woods. Um, also, uh, yeah, we just we just got we got soaked to the ass on this last hunting trip a couple times, and we were thankful to have our seek outside uh, hot tent systems working for us. So those are teepee tents with a wood stove inside. So we were able to to dry out and extend our hunt, and also just keep warm and prevent any possibility of you know you know of hypothermia and getting too cold. So super thankful to have that kit. And if you want to check out their stuff, you can go on. 
uh, find their stuff and you, you can use the Eat Wild discount code to get a bit of a deal on their stuff. Um, we also uh, were taking advantage of the support of the West Coast Kitchen Canada folks and being nourished by their meals and turned on a couple of new buddies to their products there. And uh, just it's, a, it's like whole food in a bag for adventure trips. So if you want to get on the West Coast Kitchen program, get online, use the Eat Wild discount code. And if you haven't already found your way to um, uh, to begin your journey as a hunter and, and you need your hunting license, you can always take our online hunting course through Eat Wild. And we've got a bunch of other online stuff. And if you happen to be in the city, join us for a butchering workshop uh, or something fun like that. One of our community events, we'll get some cooking workshops fired up for this winter, provided we can all still get together and have fun. Um, yeah, well, hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully this is going to be a, a really... Uh, well, definitely a great story. So please and hope you enjoy it and be sure to leave a review of the podcast uh, when you can. And uh, yeah, reach out to us, ask questions and we'll, you know, figure out a way to answer those questions through our social media or maybe build a podcast around them. Right on. Steph, welcome to the Eat Well Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to get a chance to hang out with you. It's been a couple of years since we've... It has been. Had a good hang. So... Yeah. So I, I know... Well, so I, I met Steph, I don't know, maybe like more than 10 years ago. Oh, yes, definitely. Pre-kids. Pre-kids. Yes. And the kids are 12, so we just yes. established that. Yeah. So we're yeah. we're hanging out at Elk Camp. You can hear the fire probably crackle in the background. And, uh, and a number of years ago, well, you would remember, um, if you've been following the podcast, that... I was on a trip in the north in the Cassiars, and we got hammered by a winter storm in the middle of August. Yep. And at that time, there was a few pretty dramatic stories of mountain adventures that happened uh, during that storm. And and when I found out that my good friend Steph had been involved in one of the more tragic stories, um, uh, and here we are, what is now three years later, and we haven't even had a chance to talk about it. No, no. And uh, I think it's, I mean, it's cool that you're, I mean, I, I haven't heard the story yet. Yeah, okay. And so I said, hey, <laughs> Steph, can I turn the podcast machine on till I hear this story? Cause I, I, and I know it's a, it's a tough one to tell, and I, but I think these stories are important to share with people, particularly around, um, you know, just being safe in the mountains. and, and uh, Absolutely. So, yeah. So, Steph, how did I get to know you? Let's just do a little bit of background first before we get into the story. Hunting camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, with your good friend, Jeff. Yeah, you got the... And you guys have been coming up for years. And, yeah, basically hunting camp. Yeah. And also Broken Branch Ranch as a stopping point. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, payment of salmon for a night's stay. <laughs> totally. Coastal salmon. <laughs> so, absolutely. So, so, yeah. we, we, so my, my hunting partner... Jeff uh, brought me to elk camp mm-hmm. like I don't know 20 years ago now yeah and uh, and part of the deal is we stop in on the way up stay with Jeff and uh, at, and just just shy of Dawson Creek there and have a hangout get fired up about elk hunt, and then we carry on pretty much all of us end up carrying on on up to elk camp and then um, yeah we've had just some amazing hunts here and amazing mm-hmm. hangs and there's all kinds of family shows up here and then and then I guess, well, 12 years ago, you, you guys started a family with mm-hmm. the, the, these 
two twins that showed up and uh and they joined the hunting camp crew yeah it's just so fun <laughs> I, I can't actually it's just so great because i was i was and I they was... loved it they loved like <laughs> like they learned like you know after you know they were probably like maybe two they learned that anytime a truck rolled back into camp the first thing they did was look in the box to see if anybody got something and they were fascinated and especially with you know the the elk and the you know all the bits of meat and they were always fascinated but they, they learned that the minute a truck pulled in they're checking to see if you got something <laughs> i know i'm really disappointed that you guys are going home tomorrow <laughs> opening day is tomorrow and I it's know. also the first day of school for, yeah. the, for the kiddos yeah so i was i was i was shaving i was sizing them up I was like man they're, they're looking like elk packers yeah oh yeah like, they will <laughs> <laughs> okay, be well. before we get, so when I knew that we were going to be good friends, Steph, the, I think it was actually the first year that you may have been up here. And I think it was a year after my, it was the year that my dad died. Mm -hmm. And I had, yeah. and I, and I, and it was shortly, uh, my dad died yeah. in the summertime and I was like, I had about a month and I mm -hmm. kind of found my way up here and it was great to land here with, with, with this community because it was yeah. really, really comfortable to be here. And I kind of was sort of finding myself again after mm -hmm. a pretty tragic time there. Yeah. And. I climbed up to, um, I saw, I spot an elk on the side hill there and I climbed up and, and, and killed him. And, uh, yeah, I just had a, this like kind of a really amazing moment up there. It was kind of when everything kind of settled for me and my dad and in that moment. But of course, like this community of elk hunters, like when the gun goes off, it's yeah. like everybody knows they're going to go. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. so next thing I know, like I'm, I'm at the top of this hill. I must've radioed down to Jeff said, yeah, I got an elk down and he would have come back to elk camp. Mm. And of course he goes, comes and gets, you know, Jeff and Steph. And I, I don't know, there was, there was, there was probably four or five of us. I can't, there was the rest of the, the brothers I think were here. And mm -hmm. anyway, it was just amazing crew show up. And, uh, I got six pack loads of meat and everybody grabs a load of meat. And I, and I think you grabbed the bag of bits. And yep. the bag of bits is always a bit of a like because it's pure meat, no bone. Well, and also like you kind <laughs> it's of under, awkward. It's awkward, but you also like it's under you underestimate, like you know that a, like a, a quarter of an elk is about eighty pounds. Like a hind quarter is about seventy or eighty pounds. A huge one might be a few more pounds, and a front shoulder is maybe like fifty pounds. And you put a gun and a hat rack on there, you're getting up to eighty pounds. But the bag of bits is just sort of like it's rib meat, it's neck meat, mm -hmm. it's maybe the loins, and it just kind of like. Anyways, no one ever really knows how much it weighs. And you grabbed it. And we're like four kilometers, five kilometers up a pretty steep hill. Mm -hmm. And anyways, we're up, we, 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 get, we get everybody loads up. We got six packers. We head down the hill. We're singing songs and having a really great moment. And I'm just like really getting past this really sad time of my life and, and, um, and really enjoying the community. Well, we get back to camp and someone's actually got a scale at camp. And we weigh the packs. And so it's like 90, it's like 80 pounds, 80 pounds, 80 pounds. And then 97 pounds or something. <laughs> and that yeah. was your pack with 97 pounds. Yeah. And, and I, I, that was um, Uncle Ian's pack. And he's a very different body type than me. Oh, that's right. I just right. grabbed Uncle Ian's pack. And pack frame. So it didn't, like, it wasn't wasn't my, I don't know. I just grabbed it and off we went. Well, the best part was you're wearing freaking cowboy boots. I always wear cowboy boots. I know. But anyway, I, I, for that, I was like, well, this Steph, she's, she's yeah. good people, I don't man. do well in hiking boots. Oh, that's great. <laughs> awesome. Anyways, it's good to be hanging out by the fire with yeah. you. Yeah. Steph, nice to be back hanging out. The timing worked out this year. We we're both in elk camp at the same time. Mm -hmm. So take us back to, you know, I guess, was it three years ago now? 
Was it three or two? Yeah, probably three. I think it's three August ago that 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 storm came through. Yeah, no, I had a friend who was very ill. Um, He was dying of liver cirrhosis. Um, Like six foot three, he weighed, mm, I think we weighed him once, uh, 145 pounds. Okay. Um, Just a big beanpole. Um, He was um, an avid hunter. Um, He raised hound dogs and used to do a lot of cougar hunting with his hound dogs. Uh, A lot of elk hunting, sheep, anything. Um, He grew up down around Cranbrook. And so, yeah, just grew up his whole life doing that. Um, Plus a variety of other things. He worked on the pipelines. He was um, a very stellar mechanic. Um, I don't know, he it showed me a, a newspaper article um, where he was like one of the top rated mechanics for Ford. Um, as, a, as a journeyman, like apprentice, he was getting all sorts of praises and awards, that kind of thing. Um, he used to race stock cars um, and he loved horses. He had a bit of a time uh, riding uh, bareback broncs. Okay. Yeah, so um, yeah, just lived quite the life. Um, and just through, you know, friendship and that kind of thing, um, it still was one of his dreams to just pack out to the mountains and go, go out to sheep country, basically, or, you know, um, he loved the North, he loved the Northern Rockies. Um, so we kind of decided we were going to do a pack trip just just for a couple of nights. And so your background, I mean, you're no slouch when it comes to backcountry and horses so no give a bit of yeah. background well i've had horses my whole life and spend a lot of time and especially a lot of time riding alone if i didn't have friends to go with that kind of thing um yeah so grew up you know in farm country but in the foothills of the rockies um and you know would just tootle out for hours um with a horse knowing that the minute i turned the horse around i'd get home just fine <laughs> so <laughs> i honestly have no sense of direction or anything like the horses that. do no it's i good thing my horses that. are my garmin right like yeah. they are my my guides horses um, are my garmin that's yeah, great they are yeah. they will always get you home um and they have since i was Whether you like very young sometimes. since i was very young they they get you home so yeah, yeah no I, i've been horsing my whole life um and actually, though, it wasn't until I met my husband that um, the whole idea of like going out into the mountains and packing and, you know, taking a pack horse and camping out, um, I only started that with him. So we did some pack trips and we went to pack camp and learned how to pack horses and how to do all of that out in McBride, oh, with, which was super Walter, fun. Stan Walter, with Stan, yeah, yeah, which was super fun. We had such a good time. Um, we actually tied a pack so well. Unfortunately, the whole thing rotated on the horse, but nothing fell off. So <laughs> <laughs> everything just went around. And it was all under the horse. And then it came off over his head. But it was perfectly tied together. So <laughs> we didn't lose a thing. And I think we did that for you as well. We brought horses out once to pack another elk. Or was that... It might have been for um, coal, but... Um, no, we've packed yeah. an elk off. We've, we've packed elk yeah, off with horses. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so you've packed all kinds of elk for me off the elk. I should be very grateful. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that was that was my limited experience. But I do know my horses. I know how to tie a pack decently, um, you know that kind of thing. So and 
it was really my friend's dream to just do that. Like he knew he was dying essentially, you know, it yeah. was terminal. There wasn't a lot of hope. Um, so he just really wanted just, it's really where he wanted to go. And he was so adamant about it. Like he was just totally like, I want to go to the mountains. I want to take the horses. And we kind of made that happen. So cool. Okay. Well, so take us on this trip. We came up here um stayed at a bed and bail the first night which was amazing because you just roll in they've got corrals for the horses um we brought like our own hay all that kind of stuff and it's a bed and breakfast and your horse has a place to stay as well so, so when we say here we're not being super specific but mm-hmm. it's it, we're, we're in mountain country mm-hmm. like big mountain country northern yeah. rockies northern and, rockies and like big mm-hmm. you know big you know yeah. relatively unrelenting country but mm-hmm. also extremely beautiful mm-hmm. and spectacular it and, is and yeah in all directions and there's so. a valley that um i had been kind of down before with the horses and back and i thought that was it was a good valley because it's actually fairly easy for the horses um it's a bit rocky and stuff but if you got shoes it's okay um and yeah i just kind of it's a place i kind of knew be, from before and kind of knew where i was going and it's an easy ride, especially for somebody who's not in good physical shape. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of what we decided we would do. So we started out with that the next day and packed up all of our things that we thought we'd need for maybe a couple of nights out because that's really what he just wanted. <laughs> okay, so this wasn't a 10-day expedition. This no, was just no, no, a, no. This it was, was just really just, the mountains. And, yeah, because okay. he wasn't going to be able to stay that long on a horse and... Um, just lo- like lots of pain stuff and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Yeah. Okay, cool. So this was just mm-hmm. a weekend getaway. Yeah. 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 With horses yeah. in yeah. a wilderness environment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just one last pack trip. Cool. Mm-hmm. In August. Beautiful in August. middle, Beautiful. middle, actually early August. Um, yeah. you know, technically very nice weather. Yeah. But it is the mountains. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, also like sort of looking at long range forecasts and that kind of thing and everything looks good but you you know if you don't have wi-fi and cell service and that kind of thing you're not checking the weather constantly like you would if you're at home kind of well thing, no right? one saw that when we looked at that weather mm-hmm. coming into our we were we were sheep hunting caribou hunting that mm-hmm. same week yeah like when we looked at the weather before yeah. we flew in we were like this looks great yeah this yeah. looks great it, yeah. it's sunny every it's sun and a little bit of cloud Perfect. every day yep. there's no precip it's just like whatever happened yeah was like out of nowhere it was just yeah 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 so tell us so you saddle so, up yeah we we parked where like the the pullout to the trailhead um packed everything up um got everything organized and took off and just rode and um, there was a certain place we wanted to get to, and then the weather started to change, but it was rain. So and how far down the road were you when you started going, oh, this we is We were probably looking... like about three hours in. Okay. And it was raining, and just started to rain, and we thought, well, we don't have to go all the way. Like, this is just, really just a trip to enjoy. So yeah. we're not on any sort of schedule, we don't have to get anywhere, um, maybe we should look for somewhere to camp. And... As we're kind of riding along, going, okay, let's look for somewhere nice to camp, like the snow started to come in. Um, and it just started, like, it was literally like from a, driz- a drizzle to complete whiteout. Okay. Um, and then 
that part of the trail, you have to cross the river um, because you run out of um, room to go. Like it, it goes up against the bank. You have to cross the river um, to get to the other side where the trail actually does carry yeah. on. Okay. Um, and then on the other side, there's lots of great camping spots. There's sheltered places. Um, and when we crossed like by this like it just it happens like it literally you blink your eyes and you're like what the heck right like we can't see um the horses are upset um it's snowing sideways yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. um and i'm just like no we got to keep going we got to keep going we got to cross the river because that's where we can camp that's where there'll be shelter that's where the trees are because now we're up against like steep banks on this side it's either that or go back, but going back wasn't going to get us a lot of the same, like either. Like, I don't know, in my mind, I just thought I have to get to this Especially spot. Especially when you can see it. Like because I know, I've, I know this spot and yeah. yes, you know, and so then we headed for the river, but there's certain places there where it's good to cross and not so good to cross. And we couldn't find the place like we, you can't see, we couldn't find the place where you actually use the good crossing because it's sketchy and it changes every year, like every year that the snow melts and the river gets huge and then back down to a trickle, it's um, all of those paths just change just a little bit and you really have to look and pick. Um, so we crossed the river and in the river, um, our pack horse, his entire pack actually flipped upside down. Okay. And he wasn't going anywhere and he wasn't moving. <laughs> so basically I pulled straps and dropped the packs, jumped off my horse and then pulled the packs up on the bank. Wow. Um, so and then in the middle of the river? This is cool. Yeah. Down? Well, just on the, yeah, pretty much in the middle of the river. Um, and so we, I pulled the packs off the pack horse and I said, we just need to get up there. And up there was trees. There was shelter. There was, yeah, you know, yeah. um, so that was fine. I said, we can come back for these packs. Like, let's just get up to this bank, tie our horses up. We'll come back for the p packs. And at that point, we actually couldn't find our packs. Like it, everything was white. Like the, our whole world was white and it's getting dark. Wow. And we couldn't find our packs. And I kept going down. Um, my friend said, well, I'll, you know, I'll try and build a fire because we had our saddlebags and like sort of really ne necessary items in our, our saddlebags as well. We had food and we had, you know, water. We had matches and, you know, that kind of stuff. So and we had a tarp actually as well. Okay. So you had your sort of maybe your what I would call my day kit. Yeah. Like my yeah. day packs. Up, yeah. The like, stuff like you really need. <laughs> you really need, but not yeah. your slips. Like your pack your horse has got your food and like more food. Like we had snacks, but like food and so how about, how about tent and sleeping bag? Tents uh, and sleeping bags were on the, no, sleeping bags were on our saddles. Um, tent was in the pack bags. Okay. But we had a tarp. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so. Not doing too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Yeah. But, and it is, it's cold. Like we're already yeah. frozen. And it's wet cold. And now it's wet cold. So how are you going to build a fire? Yeah. Like, like everything is covered in snow. So even if you're looking, you know, I'm looking around here right now at the trees, I know what to pick to build a fire, but it's soaking wet with snow, yeah. right? Because it's sideways snow too. So there's not, not even anything underneath that's dry. Yeah. Um, so we got to where we were going to camp. I mean, it's a great place. <laughs> and so we tied up our saddle horses. Um, my friend was trying to like, I'll build a fire. I'll do this. I'll do that. He did manage to get like a tarp up, but you also have to keep in mind that he's like, 
sick and dying essentially yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. like he's a, a person on like his last reserves um but sort of in his spirit kind of enjoying it too because he was always a person that liked the challenge kind of thing yeah. right but doing what we got to do and I said I'll go back I'll try and find the packs I'll try and find the packs and I went up and down up and down and it felt to me like I was searching for hours for those stupid packs that fell off our pack horse yeah. um yeah it was just and the saddlebags themselves, the panniards were white. <laughs> so we we're trying to find, ah, uh, yeah, so something your, white in a snowstorm. <laughs> so at what point, like now you must, you must be wet. Uh, you yeah. must be getting tired. We're frozen. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I mean, what, what, what is your physical state at this time when you're wandering back and forth? Yeah. Um, you just go into this thing of like, what am I going to do next? Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I've now given up on the packs. Like, I'm just like, this will pass, but we need to stay warm. We cannot build a fire to save our lives. Like, it just, there was nothing to build a fire with yeah. that was dry. Um, so then it's like, okay, we have a tarp and we have sleeping bags. And it's basically just, and horses are tied to trees. And it's basically get into your sleeping bags, roll together, yeah. cover with a tarp. And just wait it out. Yeah. Um, and try to stay warm. Like, we have each other. He yeah. has no body heat. I have some. Yeah. Um, through the night. And it just felt like it lasted. Yeah, I, I can't even, like, because you kind of, you kind of fall asleep, but not really. And you're so cold and you yeah, like, it, it, I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, you just keep going, this will pass, this will pass, this will pass. Like, you just have to believe that it will. Um, I remember saying that exact thing mm -hmm. during that storm. Mm -hmm. And we were, at the same time as you're there, mm -hmm. we're in the Cassiars, and there's four of us in a teepee tent. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily pitched in the perfect spot. Well, mm -hmm. it wasn't even a bad spot. It was a pretty good yeah. sighting, but the wind was so crazy mm -hmm. that we had to we had to tie ropes from the peak of the tent in the inside going down mm -hmm. and we had two guys hanging onto ropes holding mm -hmm. the peak of the roof down mm -hmm. and one guy holding the center pole of the tent mm -hmm. for hour like it felt like hours it feels and like hours, hours and yeah. you're like this will has to stop this has <laughs> to pass this has to pass yeah. this can't get and there we are 48 hours yeah. later yeah. holding onto the freaking pole <laughs> yeah. and like Unreal. Anyways, yeah. going back to you. I mean, this is where you're at. Yeah. Um, and somehow we made it through that night, except for the next day wasn't any better. Yeah. And so the next day I kept, I got up. And at this point, my friend is like essentially done. Like there's not m much left in him other than to stay in a sleeping bag, to stay warm. Yeah. Or as warm as he can be. Because he had like no reserves. Um yeah. So I ended up going back down to the river and back and all it is, it's still, everything is white except yeah. for now you can see the river flowing, but everything else is white. Yeah. Like it's, mm -hmm. yeah. so two, two I kept going stuff. down and I, I still couldn't find stuff. Um, hey, so did you have a, an inreach or? Uh... We did have an inreach, but um, I kept putting, hitting the SOS button and nothing happened. I think I think the system was jammed probably there's so many people out there. Yeah, like nothing happened. I don't know how many times and then it ran out of battery or whatever, right? So 
So yeah, um, so I ended up shifting everything at some point to kind of got him to move like to a different spot where it was drier and stuff. And I'd go down and I'd look for packs and I'd be so cold. So I'd come back and then I would like, you know, wrap in with him, except for he was already so cold and I was cold. So I wasn't actually even getting any heat Yeah. except for thinking, well, maybe I have some left to give to you kind of. Yeah. It, yeah. it just, it was, it was, it's, it's very surreal because it's, um, nothing else really exists. Like you just, everything is silent and you're just on this loop and I'd go down and I'd look and the horses were so upset. Oh, it was just awful. And, but we couldn't do any, like they're all tied to their trees and like, I couldn't do anything else. And it's like, I'm going to need these horses to get out of here. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I just tried, you know, kind of shifting stuff and I pulled saddles and got saddle pads under us and, um, at some point in time and in all of this time and I don't actually I can't tell you how much time elapsed yeah but at some point in time I realized that my friend had passed okay which was really it was hard um because I think I, I'd spent so much time just like, if I can just get our stuff, if I can get our stuff, and like, we'll be fine, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. And I just realized I can't find our freaking stuff. Yeah. Um, and just like I said, I did the back and forth, the back and forth. And I came back and laid down for a while because I was so exhausted myself. Yeah. And, and, and basically woke up and went, okay, he's gone. Wow. Like... You know, double, triple checked. <laughs> I'm a so, nurse. I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse. No, he was just done. He yeah, was yeah, just done. Yeah, and um, you're pretty aware of this as yeah, a nurse. And, and, so and then, it actually, and then, like, is actually when I, I think I felt more panicked then because then I then I went you, like yeah. now I'm like now I'm alone. Like oh my god, like what am I gonna do? Um, well, I've got, I've got to get help. I've got to, like, I've got to go home now because there's nothing I can do here anymore. Yeah. So I grabbed a horse and I saddled him up with my frozen fingers. I don't even know how I managed to do half of this. It took me a long time. This is the thing. Like, everything I tried to do took me probably 10 times as long than on a normal day. Like, I've yeah. saddled a horse a thousand, like, a million times. But, yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. But like I said, that the passage of time is surreal. Yeah. So you just so, don't know. You yeah, just don't so know. Been two nights, mm-hmm. and the snow hasn't stopped. No. It's got progressively colder. Mm-hmm. Your friend has now, you know, passed. Yeah. And and moved on. And and was there in that moment when your friend passed? Like you know, you you said you you, the panic kind of started to set in. What was it? What was it to lose your friend in that moment? How did you? How did you? How did you? relate to that in that moment when seeing him go um the saddest well i was there was two things he was where he wanted to be yeah and if there was there was no better place for him to die honestly it's where he would have wanted to die yeah it it, like if you would have known him that's seriously where he would have wanted to go out in life yeah not in a hospital bed not you know, those things like in sheep country, mm-hmm. um, surrounded by mountains with his horse. Like it, it, it's, it is a place he wanted to go. Um, thinking back on that, I have 
some other thoughts on that, but um, this, but the second thought that hit me, I mean, I know I like, so I'm, really cool, I'm a realist though. Like I know I can do nothing. He's yeah. already was dying. Like he was already terminally ill. Um, this wasn't, you know, a, a, an accident. It wasn't, um, you know, somebody dying suddenly unexpectedly. Like he was literally dying every day mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. we even went on this trip. Um, like his liver took up pretty much two thirds of his abdominal cavity, like yeah. dying, dying. No, like, you know, like he, and he knew that and I knew that. And, you know, okay, so, you so this was really for him to just do this one thing that he, yeah. you know, still wanted to do. And so I, I felt like, you know, like he was okay and yeah. that was all right. And he was in a good place. But then the next thing is I'm on my own now. Mm -hmm. I'm alone. <laughs> um, I have to get home. And what am I going to tell his dad? That's the next thing. Yeah. Like, what am I going to tell his dad? And yeah. Um, and then that kind of faded. <laughs> and then I went, I gotta go. I've got to get out of here. I got to go home. Okay, cool. So I took the horse I thought was most trustworthy <laughs> out of everybody. Um, Which so, one was this? Juggy. Juggy. Okay. Thirty-year-old horse. Yeah, black as coal, slow and steady. We bought him as a kid's horse, and he was actually too bomb-proof for a kid. <laughs> but he was rock solid. Um, and I thought, that's the one I'm going to take. <laughs> and I thought the other horses would follow me, actually, too. So I saddled Juggy, which I said, I'm sure took me hours of something I could do in five minutes. It's yeah. like cinch it up, get on the road, um, like with frozen fingers and trying to do it up. And just even trying to get up on the horse, because I'm so cold, I'm so frozen, I'm so stiff. Okay, <laughs> I can like, only imagine I'm that. trying to find high ground so I can like get myself just a little bit of leverage to get up. Finally got on, um, got as far as the river, which wasn't very far from <laughs> not camp. <laughs> yeah. um, and I set the other two horses loose, thinking they'll just follow me out. Yeah. Pulled all their stuff, set them loose. Um, they didn't follow me <laughs> and Juggy wouldn't cross the river. He would not cross that river. There's nothing I could do with that horse to get him to cross that river. Huh. He just wouldn't. And, you know, if I think back now, I should have maybe picked a different horse or I should have ponied one. At least they're coming along. Um, but he just didn't. There's just no way. And at some point, then I'm like, fine, you don't want to cross the river. I'll walk and like, I'll walk through the river and I'll lead you. And he lost his shit. I lost the rope because I couldn't even hang on anymore. So this is, you, you progress across the river with Yeah. Him. And I'm already, like, trying to cross the river on rocks that I can step on um, and trying to pull him along. And he just, like, reared back and took off. And he was gone. No way. Yeah. So, so I'm like, you're okay. Middle, you're in the middle of the river. And I'm like, okay, I'm walking out. So I'm like trying to pick my way through to stay as not in the river as I can on these rocks. And slipped and fell and landed flat out in the river. Okay. Yeah. So now you're soaked. I am soaked. Head to tail. There's snow everywhere. Two feet of snow. Although it's stopped snowing by this point, which is good. Okay. Oh. oh my God. And I fell in. <laughs> so this is all the things. And I'm soaked. <laughs> like. Yeah. Literally, yeah. yeah. And, and we're three hours ride in or something like that? Yeah. Wow. So, what happens then? So I stand up in the middle of the river. 
<laughs> just good you can stand up. You know? Have a really long discussion with Mother Nature. It involved a lot of screaming, shouting, being incredibly angry, telling her to go fuck herself, that I was going home. This was not my day and this was not my time. And she can go, like, piss off. Because I'm not done. Wow. Yeah, I was just angry. And I literally shouted. And, and I used, like, I literally, like, it became this thing as Mother Nature. I was just like, no. Wow. <laughs> piss off. And, like, I screamed this into yeah. the mountains. Yeah. And I stood up. And I went, oh, shit, I got to go find a trail. <laughs> Which is now under snow. But, I mean, thankfully, I'd been down it before. So, like, I'm recognizing, you know, like, the mountains on the either side and, like, this and that. And I've got to be over here. And I think at that point in time, at some point, an animal had been through. And don't ask me what the tracks were because I wasn't paying attention. But I, I was following tracks. Like, some creature has walked this way. So this yeah. has got to be a good track, right? Okay. And I just walked and walked and walked. I was, I couldn't feel my feet at all, which made it really difficult to walk because every once in a while. Cowboy boots? Or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full of water. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I couldn't, so like once in a while I would trip over things because you couldn't see them under the yeah. snow and I couldn't feel my feet. So I'd fall down and it would take me a while. And sometimes I wonder, actually, if somebody would have timed it, how long I just kind of laid in the snow and went, yeah, okay, it's time to get up. Wow. And I did that. And it, it just, it, to me, it seemed like days, but I'm sure it wasn't that long. Um, how far, okay, well, carry on. I'll, I'll ask these questions. No, well, yeah, I just, so, I just kept walking. Yeah. So, so, if, it's a horse, it's a three hour horse ride. Yeah. You know, in my, in my experience, it's, at least double that for a walk you know mm, not necessarily uh, the horses have to pick their way mm -hmm. a lot of the time and sometimes actually the way i walk i can walk faster okay mm -hmm. i yeah. can walk faster than a horse yeah. actually yeah. stop go 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 yeah hey look we're, we're recording this conversation but yeah no so like I can walk as fast as a horse can yeah. walk, like, or faster, because usually okay. they have to trot behind me if I'm hiking. Like, if, if I decide I need to get off and okay. let them have a break from packing me around, I'll just get off, I'll walk. But usually, the way I walk, they'll end up trotting behind me. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so, so straight shot, if everything, like, under ideal conditions, mm -hmm. three hours, horse walk in, no snow on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Now we're talking frozen feet. Yep. Uh, no trail, two feet of snow. Yep. Wet hiking boots yeah. and falling into the snowbank every once in a while yeah. and then having you know however long a pause before you and i have no idea like there's no like there was actually no sense of time like Unreal. zero sense of time like i had no concept of that so if i would have sat down maybe for five minutes maybe i sat down for 20 minutes i couldn't tell you yeah. like or two minutes which felt like 20 minutes i don't know but i would just keep getting up and going well I've got it I know where I'm going and I, now I can see it because it's a huge valley yeah. and you pretty much know where you're heading like it's 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 yeah. you know you're not lost in the bush and you know um I know exactly where I'm going and sometimes I made good time because part of that trail too is less rocky or it goes you know through um yeah so I just kept walking and then every time I 
failed and fell. I don't know where I went. I don't even know if maybe I blacked out for yeah. periods of time too, but I just remember I kept seeing my kids' faces and I kept hearing them laughing and talking and laughing and talking. <laughs> and it was not, it was not non, like you couldn't hear what they were saying, but I could hear them. And I'd see their little faces and I could hear them. And I'd get up and I'd carry on till I fell down again. And I don't know how many times I did that until I finally got to the bank where the trail comes out. So the trail head from the highway, then you head along the side of the highway, but down from the highway into the valley. And then there's this bank you come down. That's a very specific part. And there's no flagging, no nothing. It's pretty obvious most of the time. But I was laying there looking at this bank and I laid there probably for the longest time I could hear the trucks on the highway yeah I could and I just remember and I walked up and down the bank till I fell down again and went like where is this stupid spot because no other place can you really get up and especially if you don't have strength you have to find a spot that spot the one that'll do where the trail, the trail comes down the bank yeah there. and okay. it's actually pretty sketch like it's steep like so, even to get your so horse down to begin with like where you are like like you know, I, I know that feeling when, like, you, when you're almost at the end. I'm probably you, 500 meters from the highway. Yeah, and you kind of get that shot of <laughs> and <adrenaline>, my truck, <laughs> the adrenaline <laughs> shot of like, oh, I'm mm -hmm. almost there. I'm yeah, almost there. Like, and then and you then, kind of get perked But up, that's when right? I lost the energy. But, yeah, tell me. I remember where laying yeah. there for hours, or it felt like hours. Okay. And going, okay, I gotta get up, and I've just gotta find this spot on the bank. And then sometimes I just lay there. I put my head on a rock, and I just look at the bank. I'm like, somewhere there is that cutout from the bush. Yeah. Like, and it should be so obvious because lots yeah. of people travel it. It's, you know, not lots of people, but it's an obvious trail. And yeah, I just remember doing that and it felt like hours. Wow. And then finally, I don't know, I looked and I looked and I looked and I thought, well, I can probably get up maybe another place. But the way the bank works there, it's actually, no, that no, is the place. That place. is the place, yeah. right? And I finally found it and scrambled up like literally hands and knees because it's pretty steep as it comes down and then I got and then then after that it's obvious and by now it's I don't know how many days later and it's you know it's warmed up the snow is melted <laughs> you're kind of getting to that and I just the last bit I literally just I don't know where I pulled the energy from what I did it's just I literally steam trained to my truck wow. and I have my truck keys thank god <laughs> I don't yeah. know why, well, but I had my truck keys. Lost. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't in the saddle. Actually, no. God. Yeah, I did. No, I didn't. My truck has the numeric lock, but I had my spares in my truck. Mm. I remember just all I did was fire up my truck, crank the heat, pulled my boots off. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And stuck my feet up to those heaters. Oh. And I don't know how long I sat there. I've still got the horse trailer attached. The horses are all long gone. My friend's dead. And oh I just sat there until I was warm enough that I figured I could drive. Wow. Yeah. So. My goodness. It took a while to heat that truck up. Um, but I thought everything out enough that I figured I could drive. So how far away are you from a phone or someone you know? So at this point? I am... 
30 minutes from where I know. Yeah. 30 minutes from where I know people. Yeah. And so I drove my truck and trailer and I pulled into here, Elk Camp. Well, not here, but a neighbor that I figured would be home. But she wasn't home. So I didn't know what else to do. So I actually ended up driving back to the bed and breakfast. Back again a few miles. And just basically walked in and said, this is what's happened. I need help. And you probably should call the police because somebody's dead. And oh yeah, and uh, I, I need to call my husband. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. And said, like, I need help. And the people that we both know were 100% amazing. Um, and yeah, gave me a room and the longest hottest shower on the planet i was beat up i had fallen down so much i looked like somebody who'd been in a car wreck yeah. i had a black eye i don't even know why um oh my goodness i actually i don't know why i had a black eye honestly <laughs> i fell down and hit <laughs> well, myself you fell down, you fell down i was <laughs> i was black and blue bruises i could hardly walk um, my feet were so they had been frozen and now they're thawing out which is a very painful process yeah. um, and they were swollen um, and yeah, I basically called home and said, guess what? <laughs> I'm in trouble and I need help. So I waited until Jeff came and, um, and my son and, um, yeah, we ended up coming back here to the cabin. They built a huge fire. I remember we were, cause we were waiting actually for the police to come. And they never actually did. They just said, stop in Fort Nelson, make a report. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So um, my older son drove the truck and trailer home. And yeah, it was, um, and it was quite a few weeks of just recovering. I can only imagine. And watching my purple toes slowly regain some. <laughs> I'm like, I hope I'm not losing these. So did you lose any toes? No, I lost nothing. Well, I toe nail, actually. Toenail. But it came back. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay, so, wow. So you're, you're home, you're I'm thawing home. out, you're feeling... I literally laid in front of the fireplace for hours and hours and hours and just was a rotisserie on the floor in front of the fireplace. Like I couldn't get the cold out of me. It just still felt like, like a week later, there was icy bits coming out of my bones. Wow. Yeah. Like. Were the kids laughing in the house? Mm -hmm. Well, they were pretty worried, but they were good. They're good kids. They said, mom, what do you need? What can I do for you? That's the first thing they say. And yeah, like, um, it was tough to explain it to them at the time too. I mean, it's difficult. Um, obviously my friend, they knew him very well too. And they were very sad and heartbroken. Um, and I think even as kids in retrospect, like they go like, well, you could have not come back too. Right. Yeah. So it was a tough time, but we made it through and the, like, they are good kids in the sense that the first thing they will always say, like, can I help you with something? Can I do something yeah. for you? Can I bring you a blanket? Mom, do you want like a hot water bottle? Mom, do you want, do you need something? You know, yeah. like they're just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And they were heartbroken too. Um, yeah. and sad. And then they were worried about the horses because now we have three missing horses. So what happened to the horses? Well, we found them. <laughs> Long story short, but yeah. <laughs> no, we did. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it was literally a week later. Um, we loaded up some other horses. 
our other three horses. So by now, so Jeff's involved now, right? Yeah, he's involved. Yeah, he brought me home. Yeah, Jeff's got you home. Mm-hmm. And then, and now you guys are rallying. We got to get our horses. Like, yeah. we, I, I cannot leave my horses in the bush. No, like, no. I've already had enough trauma. I need to get my horses home because... So we loaded up the horse trailer again with three fresh horses and um, came up here and saddled up, rode back into the same valley looking for our ponies. Now, is there snow on the ground still or is no. it come and gone? No, nope. like it's fine. It was good. Wow, back to summer. And I don't even think we got our other three horses shooed because we didn't have time. So they're running barefoot, which we're picking our way through basically to get, you know. And yeah, we found our horses. Nice. All three of them. Nice. And uh, we found, I think, parts of the pack and all the, tack, all the tack I had pulled from said place. In the meantime, well, it's kind of in that whole week. So, in, so, sorry, did you find your pack boxes, like the, the mysterious pack yeah, boxes? Yeah, yeah. In, in the meantime, though, like in that whole week, obviously the RCMP are involved. They've got helicopters out. They're recovering the body. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I have talked to my friend's family, and his brother was quite involved as well, yeah. and back and forth. So that's already happened, okay. and they did find the campsite. Yeah. Um, and we have friends in the whole mapping environment, so we're or industry so we're busy sending maps actually to the people doing the search yeah. and saying this is pretty much where we think because at that point i couldn't have even told you where i was or where you know yeah. like i knew the valley i knew the river yeah. and i'm just like i don't know somewhere around three of these bends i yeah. think you yeah. know like um so that was a lot of back and forth that entire week um with people that jeff had worked with previously and friends and doing all those maps and getting that to the the RCMP and the search and rescue kind of groups and yeah they had found my friend and he had been recovered and um, some of the stuff they brought back but they left most of it because their only their only priority really is just recovering the body so all of the tack everything's still out there so um, a week later when we came back in um, yeah, we found our horses who were fat and happy and sassy and <laughs> busy grazing. <laughs> um, and so we had brought an empty pack horse out and basically like loaded all the extra stuff on him and yeah, rode out and we had a little memorial and had a bit of a moment and a cry and um, we left a couple of things there in memory. And um, yeah, we found most things except for the, the horse that got away from me. We found the horse, but not the saddle. So wherever he had been, he'd rubbed that stuff off. So I had my camera in it, and my, like all the stuff, my binoculars, like everything. Um, and uh, yeah, a couple other things. But we brought the horses out and um, ferried them to our friends here, close to Elk Camp. And um, one well the one the pack horse actually ended up with a huge gash on him and he had a huge wound um and so we took but we took so we took the three home that had been in the bush and we'd left the three that we rode out to recover yeah. the other three 
and um, basically I turned around and came back up and got three more horses. So wow. it was a lot of, a lot lot of miles, a lot of miles around. of back and forth. Wow. Um, and it turns out that some lovely hikers found the saddle and um, a couple of the little packs. Like at the end of the day, I lost nothing. No way. Like physical Over stuff. Though. I lost a lot, but I didn't lose anything physical. Like everything Unreal. got returned to me. Wow. Hey, so those pack boxes that you spent all that time going back. So they were pack the, bags. Pack bags. And they were they, white. They were the white pack bags that Which, got caught yeah. in the snow that you yeah. like trudged through the snow for days mm. trying to find. Did did you get a, an idea where they were in relation to your camp? Yeah, and, pathetically close. That's amazing how mm -hmm. that works, eh? Pathetically close. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. yeah. And then even then, if like I think back, if I would have just yanked that horse through the river with all my might, with those packs under his belly, yeah, you know, like, yeah, if you think back, but in the moment, you're just like, this horse isn't moving, he's not happy, all this stuff is stuck under his belly. But sometimes when a horse doesn't move, it just won't move. There's nothing you can do yeah. to it to make it move, yeah. right? And especially when they're upset and they're not happy and they're in a bad place. Um, so my option was if I pull this shit off, he'll go and I'll come back for this. Yeah. In retrospect, I should have pulled the shit off, got him out, grabbed the stuff, you know, like dragged it with us by hand or whatever, right? Um, yeah, there's a lot of things you think about after, but in the moment, you're just in the yeah. moment and you're frozen, you're cold, you're like going, oh my God, like, yeah. They do what you yeah. can, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's amazing. So. Yeah, looking back now, is there, you know, like this pulling the horse through the, the river, is there anything else that you that you stew on and think about that you would have done different? No, honestly not. Um, I, I don't know. I think, so this is my own little, maybe it's my own little way of dealing with it or sorting it out. You know how you have to sort your life out into yeah. certain things of how you can handle them. Um, but I think at the end of the day, my friend was meant to go where he was meant to go and that's where he was meant to die because yeah. that's where he wanted to be. Yeah. Like he was so adamant about that. He, he told me the whole time when he was dying that I'm not dying in a hospital bed, Stephanie. Like there's yeah. no way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And at the same time, he's so adamant, like just one more trip, one more trip, one more trip, right? Because yeah. it's what, something he loved yeah. It was his heart and soul. Um, he was a mountain guy. He was a hunter. He was, this was his happy place. Yeah. Um, this kind of, you know, the mountains, the, the wildlife, the, you know, the, and especially looking at stuff and going, oh, there'd be sheep up there. There'd be sheep up there. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, um, so I don't, I don't know if it was just some sort of very strange way of making that happen. I, you know, I don't I, know. I don't know. I, maybe I, I have to believe that, I think. Well, I've heard the story from three other people, and I've heard it from you now, and I mean, it's just, a, it's just an amazing story. And But really, the essence of the story is you really help someone get to a place that they needed to be. Mm -hmm. and, I think uh, so. You, you helped them get there, and mm -hmm. and you, you paid a bit of a price for yourself. <laughs> I did. I did, yeah. <laughs> but, but you managed to get out, and like... Well, two little smiling, happy faces got me through, so... And they've been so fun to hang out mm -hmm. with, I tell you. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, they yeah. did. Um, yeah. I can see why. And yeah. Mother Nature and I are much better friends now. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't mess with me anymore. <laughs> awesome.
So when are we going sheep hunting? I hear you're good with horses. Yeah, well, <laughs> I got to buy a couple more. <laughs> ah, but he's one heck of a pack horse. <laughs> oh my god! No, I oh my god! Uh, I'm always up for it. Yeah, we did. We did haul some of your elk meat, I think, with oh, horses yeah, too. Yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. For I think sure. that's what we all rolled over the hornet's nest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> had a few adventures, Steph. Well, yeah. this, this is amazing. Well, what a story of, of perseverance, though, hmm. Steph. And I mean, a, a lot of, I mean, I know how, like, it's, you know, well, well you, you know, I just to relate, like, well, you're huddling on a tarp with your friend who's, you know, passing, you know, mm-hmm. trying to survive the storm. Mm-hmm. We were in our, tent there's four dudes and we were cuddled up together all four dudes in mm-hmm. a big cuddle puddle yep in a, <laughs> inside this tent and we had yeah. a stove yeah because like, we could keep the stove <laughs> going and we were watching um we had a we had a laptop with us we were doing some filming mm-hmm. and we had a and we were watching like documentary series oh, like, documentary series and while you're freezing your ass under a tarp trying to survive yeah, we're yeah. thinking we're having a near-death experience <laughs> holding this pole down watching netflix and documentaries <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I mean that, that's a true story of perseverance and yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it. I, I came out the other side a very different person. But so life to me now is like I just always think like every time everybody panics about something, I'm like, well, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, I think. Like, I realized, like, I, I don't know, I just, I've always just lived my life. I just live my life. I do what I got to do. I mean, I'm a good farm kid, so I buck up when I have to. I do my work. I do my chores. I do whatever. But, you know, until you're tested, you don't really know. And then when you are tested and you survive, you think, like, hey, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> like, so the question for just you Just bring is, it on. I can so, do it, right? So, so yeah. do you, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're pushed to that point, mm-hmm. Would you look for adventures to try and push mm. yourself to that point again? No, because actually, and we've talked about it a lot, and Jeff and I have talked about it a lot, and I actually said to him just today, um, I'm actually over pushing the envelope just to see if I can do it. It's the same with my horses. Like, I do take a lot of chances with my ponies. I do a lot of fun stuff and crazy mm. shit, but I'm very much reminded that I'm meant to be here to be a mom to some very cool little people um and i do not i do not look for adventure that would take me outside of safe like i like adventure i like you know but i want to be safe like absolutely so you know like having all the gear having you know the in reaches or in like the zolios that kind of thing having a plan letting people know where you are um and just not pushing it. Like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. And we have lots of adventure sometimes, just happenstance anyway, that's hilarious and fun. And, you know, it's just goofy stuff. And no, I, I'm not a person now who's going to, like, I, I don't need the adrenaline rush. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> um, I'd rather just be home safe and sound with my kids. Totally. No. But so I, I love adventure, but with safeguards in place. I'm not crazy. <laughs> not crazy. Well, this has been this has been a lot of fun, Steph. And yeah. I'm so thankful that you. Well, I'm so glad to hear the story from you. And I, because yeah. I've heard it. I, I, yeah. It's funny because you start throwing out these things because there's 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 a there's a few adventure stories. We recorded another, actually three that that 
that year, yeah. we met another fella yeah. who had been in the storm, mm -hmm. and we recorded it the same right here. Actually, yeah. we recorded okay. his story, yeah. and it's an amazing story. Yeah, and but it involved you know some quite a few things that like he kind of he had a bit of a, he fucked up so many different ways. Yeah, that when I, I said hey, I want to put this out there, he's like I, I can't do that. I, mm -hmm. I can't let you put that mm -hmm. out there. So, so it's an amazing story, and I've shared mm -hmm. it with people just because it's amazing. But mm -hmm. I haven't put it out there publicly. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people were impacted by that story, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. And since I've been, and, and people know that I was in that storm, and I've had a lot of people come to me with their stories. But mm -hmm. and but just to hear these stories and and to kind of know that yeah. Well, but every amazing. time you drive up and down a mountain highway. There's always a sign. It doesn't matter which mountains you're in. If you're in, like in the Rockies or the Northern Rockies or the Cassiars, wherever, it will always say. There's always a big yellow sign that says weather conditions may change suddenly. <laughs> you know, and you're like, ah, well, I've done this a hundred times. I've been here many years in a row, and it always snows during elk season here. So we know that. Like we've tried getting horse trailers out of the yard and the snow and you know four wheel drive the whole thing, but. If I look back now, and I, and it was actually a thing. It was, you know, because it's raining and it's miserable. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, this is going to be fun. Like, we could wait till tomorrow, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I should have listened to the voice that said, maybe we should just wait till tomorrow. We've got nothing to lose. We're just hanging out. We can ride our horses just up and down the highway in the ditch today, you yeah. know, and go tomorrow when, you know. But then I'm like, oh, buck up. It's just a little bit of rain, right? Yeah. But that rain... Turned didn't last long <laughs> yeah and it that turned into a lot of snow yeah. and it's it's all those little things obviously in retrospect right yeah. so but it's you're pushing yourself you're like oh, it's just rain come on you know back up get on your horse <laughs> awesome right so, awesome stuff well thanks yeah. for doing this yeah and yeah. telling the story wow and being... it's well it's the first time i've kind of laid it out but yeah well it's great i think <laughs> you did a great job of telling the story and, okay and uh i was yeah i i hope people enjoy it and learn a little bit from just perseverance and, and yeah. uh, what you the type of trouble you can get into when you get out in these mountains and, and absolutely be, being prepared and being aware and mm -hmm. just knowing how quickly, and we were prepared except for until whatever we prepared well, yeah. fell off the horse yeah how quickly things <laughs> can go sideways and yeah like, and it's yeah. just how quickly yeah. it could happen and mm -hmm. and you know and like we we just came well, we even on that jet boat trip today to the, yeah. like we we ran to those guys that we saw the, on the river there mm -hmm. that are like they're not ready for what they're into well that and, was the discussion yeah. this afternoon yeah like we um, talked about it right after like like who goes down river on their first trip <laughs> yeah, totally. like, it's just like oh no yeah, no 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 and, but and, they're young and and hopefully they'll and, hopefully and, they're tough and they got our phone number yes <laughs> so, you know, so hopefully they have like an inreach or yeah, garmin they, or zolia or something other, right and yeah I, I gave them my inreach and I was like i know lots of guys that can save you guys when yeah you screw up here so. yeah but nonetheless i mean it's important but it is it's know. like outside is scary it's, well the mountains it can be Outside yeah. is a whole different place if we're all used to living in our little... Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. All right, Steph. Well, I'm going right. to shut this thing down. Thank, okay. Let's get well, back thank to our you, evening. Thank you. And um, you know what? Thanks for making me share my story. Because everybody's always said I should. And... It turned out pretty good. I'm not a writer, so it's better <laughs> talking. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be sure to share this with you before it goes anywhere and make sure okay. you're comfortable with it. All so. right. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, let's go Elkhart tomorrow. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, folks. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Now, we'd love to hear from you. So drop us a question either on our Instagram 
or email me directly at dylan at eatwild.ca and we'll do our best to answer that question on our future podcast or we might even build an entire podcast based on your questions. So thanks for doing that. So if you want to hear more from Eat Wild, you can come join us. We're doing a series of Eat Wild Learn to Hunt webinars. So we're getting together on a monthly basis, talking about all things hunting with a group of mentors through a webinar format. They're tons of fun. Come join us there. Now, if you happen to live in the Vancouver, British Columbia area, we do in-person workshops where we get together, learn fundamental skills for you to be a better hunter. Hope you can hang out for one of those too if you happen to be in the area. Now, we'd love it if you could leave a review or a comment wherever you listen to your podcast. That'd be a great help to us. And more importantly, share this podcast with folks who care about the stuff we're talking about. So thanks for doing that. Until next time, eat well and wild. Well.